Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more programmes, visit brumradio.com. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brum podcast. Slightly different audio experience for you this week. We're recording somewhere different. Sign a bog. It's what it sounds like, but it's not. We're at my lovely home with our mobile studio. And I am joined today by the maestro of comics himself, Mr. Keith Bluefield. Welcome. Welcome. As well, to yourselves. Producer extraordinaire, Mr. Guy Halford. I mean extraordinaire, that's a bold word, really. Yeah. Jackass, is a bad word. <laughs> and we found him on Broad Street, still drunk. It's Cullen Danes. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up five minutes ago and just turned up. Using a big issue as a pillow. <laughs> so how are we all this week? Keith, you been up to anything? Up to anything. No, I haven't been up to anything. You may make that sound like I've, I've, I'm leading a life of crime, and I'm up to, up well, to something. You are from Bearwood, so it would fit the profile. Hey, Bearwood's cool. We like Bearwood. You have a new haircut. It's not. It's the old haircut just restyled. <laughs> I, after many moons of trying various hair care products, which I've used, like, I've got tons of the things in the cupboard now. It's ridiculous. Tubs of various hair products that just, I just didn't get on with my hair. And now I've found one that works. Well, it kind of works, so I'm going to stick with it for a bit. Didn't fancy joining in with Movember then? No, no. I'm a bit against all of these kind of like <laughs> um, monthly things. So I don't get the I'm giving up alcohol for October crap. No. It's kind of like, well, bully for you that you're not having a drink. What? So you don't need to, you don't need to be charity. Like, I wouldn't, charity I wouldn't mind so much if they didn't then add the word hero to it. Yeah. The oh. idea that you were a hero it's for being like, sober. Oh, so you're not an alcoholic for a month then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've read some comics, uh, catching up on a few um, bits and pieces. We've got, I'm currently rereading V for Vendetta at the moment for um, Graphic Novel Club, which is quite interesting. Yes. We met the um, lovely David Lloyd a few months ago, didn't we? Yeah, um, and I mean, I mean, it's an interesting reread um, because it starts off quite um, wonky. It's, the, it's the kind of their, it's really Alan Moore and Dave Lloyd's first venture into serialised comics, so it's not quite at the level that you would expect for for you know kind of the uh, two titans of the comics industry, but it's it gets picks up pretty quickly. But it's really interesting reading the intros they wrote in about like nineteen eighty eight eighty nine. Um, well, was of, this before Alan Moore hated everything in the entire yeah. universe? Ever. But it's just it's just interesting them saying about you know the political situation and the way the world was uh, and the way they felt about the world at that time and how shockingly uh, pertinent it is to the situations we're finding ourselves in today. So it's it's, it's um, amazing, you know, thirty odd years later and. You know, it's. You mean like a, a fictional president, president being kept to a higher moral moral standard than a current president? Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's a bit nonsense. But yeah, I, I'm quite enjoying catching up with a, f- a few different comic books and um, a few different TV series as well. Which what, is quite what, what are you watching? Um, I've been. I've started watching or- the Orville. Is any good? <sighs> I watched the first it's, one. It's kind of odd to start with because it's kind of. Interesting as a sci-fi show. It feels really next generation, the first couple of episodes. Yeah, and the comedy doesn't sit well with the rest of the show. I think if they just played it straight with a bit of humour, it would be great. Because um, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of Seth MacFarlane's other uh, work. But he comes across quite well. The cast is pretty good. Scott Grimes is in there, which is quite nice Norm to see. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's got lots of practical effects. Adrian Palicki recovering yeah. from being Mockingbird yeah, for which about I, five I, I minutes. Yeah, I hope it doesn't, doesn't preclude her from becoming Mockingbird back in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of good, actually. You know, it's kind of the opposite of uh, Discovery. It's definitely more kind of 
playful and a bit more kind of it's very it's very much a 90s feeling show um so i'm quite enjoying that actually it's quite pretty cool and um uh you know obviously watching a few various bits and pieces finally finished watching samurai jack having put it off for many months because i didn't want it to ever end um, it's not about the comic series. Yeah, I, no, don't talk about the comic series. It's really hard to get in this country because of licensing deals. Um, so it's, it's really tricky. I haven't found it in any comic shops yet. If there's any American fan of the podcast and want to supply comics to Keith Bloomfield, please send them to Brum Radio Care of the Warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> if anybody wants to send me the, the giant uh, the giant um, collection of the last Samurai Jack series, um, I think it's called the the, way, the Wandering Warrior. That'd be good. Twenty issues of the previous Quantum series. Quantum Jack's the new one. Quantum Jack's the new one, which is um, pretty, pretty, pretty awesome looking. I've seen, I've seen various issues online, so I've, I've got, I've had a look at it through online sources. But I'd quite like the physical book itself. Cool, Callum. What have you been up to? Uh, nothing much, just... <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> Thrilling for our audience here. Yeah, um, as a, as a high-flying student, I've not really done anything. I mean, as, as, outside of uni, going out pretty much nearly every night this week, and at the minute, just watching, um, playing through the new South Park game, the fractured butt hole. What do you think? Did you play the first one, The Stick of Truth? Yes. So how I would you compare it to the first one? The, the Stick of Truth is way, way better. I think it's a given that the uh, the second game was not going to be anywhere near as good as the first one. Well, after they delayed it for a year and a half, it I, to I be know, but were you really expecting it to top the first game? I mean, after... I don't know. I don't know, because last year at EGX I got to play it with the noseless rift on. Well, I had a really bad cold, so I couldn't smell anything. But everybody <laughs> around me was nearly dying because I kept pressing the button. I, I, I played the demo the other day. I'm tempted by it, but I don't know if I'm, I think it's a 20 quid game for me. I mean, for me, it's definitely on my list of like contenders for like best game of the year. But that being said, I still don't think it's as good as the first one. Um, obviously, if you played the first one and you watched South Park, go get the game, play the game. Maybe, as you say, wait for it to go down a little bit in price. But how many seasons are on South Park now? What, 20, 20, 20, 21 20. or so That means like you were probably not even born when the yeah, first no, one was. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh Christ! <laughs> older than I am. Uh, wow. I need I need you to explain a little bit more about why it's not as good because wow. I've picked it up and I've got Sticker Truth as a, a downloadable code. So I haven't played the first game yet, okay. but I am playing Fractured. But um, so why why is the first one better? The first one that sort of it, it pushes like the boundaries of what you can and can't do and say a lot more than the um, the new game. I feel like in that respect, the new game is sort of toned down compared to the first game. I think the see what level was my favourite level on the first South Park game. Did you just swear, Ryan? Patrick? No, I said the- City Walk. <laughs> City so a little bit of it is it's 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 the victim of its own success because obviously yes. South Park you know what you've got you've got it first there but I mean you know I'm quite enjoying it I quite like going around different people's houses and and pooping in their toilets it's think, quite, a good, uh, quite a good quite a good game so you could do it here yeah. um, <laughs> rifling through people's drawers but I mean the kid you don't I mean, eat that... anything in between so you know I'm up to about twenty twenty poops at the moment I haven't eaten anything I'm just <laughs> what is going on with that. <laughs> 
This is the one thing that always gets me about RPG games that you can just go into anybody's house and rifle through their drawers and take what you <laughs> yeah, want. Yeah, no, no one has I mean, any. No one questions. Nobody about ever it. questions no. Link being a kleptomaniac and just going in people's houses, smashing pots and stealing currency. This, this is the beauty of those games, though, isn't it? It's going around kicking people's stuff, turning their computers and TVs on, and then wandering off. The best uh, thing love- is, as soon as you want to take a selfie with someone, it's like, no, why do you want to take a selfie with me? That's a bit weird. But it's fine to go around, rooting through their drawers, around yeah. their house, going to the bathroom. Like, no, that's completely fine. Imagine if we all played live like it was an RPG. <laughs> so we just rent around somebody's house and just went for the drawers and, like, pulled to fail. Well, that's what we're planning on doing when we live here today, so watch your back. <laughs> just wait, just wait, wait for you to go to the John, and then we're going to literally... We're going we're gonna to rinse you this place, mate. Will there be an important diary entry that leads us on to our next mission? Possibly. <laughs> You'll have a side quest from a very hairy gentleman downstairs living under the bridge. <laughs> I have to collect some photographs. <laughs> Um, I have a question for Calendanes. Yes. How are the Christians? They're all right. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I've been out so much this week. The I've, second I've coming hasn't arrived yet. So they they haven't had a hit in a few years. <laughs> I, I literally saw them for like five minutes whilst doing washing it up this whole week. So it's been quiet. Were they walking around the kitchen like... Singing like, oh, lots of him. Give me a him. All things bright and beautiful. He's got the whole world in his hand. Yeah, were they singing that one? I imagine it's going to get worse in the coming months. I really hope they actually listen to. They just stumble upon this podcast and they listen to the podcast and they take your advice on board and they just start doing that every day now. Oh yeah, definitely, Christians. If you do listen to this, make sure you wake calendar every day with a daily him. No. Alright, Callan. When he goes home and they start plucking up restorations, Callan goes, "I don't do Christmas." (laughs) <laughs> you're offending me by putting up Christmas decorations and see how long they'll last because if they're really Christian they would not want to offend you and they wouldn't put the decorations up Callan should start dressing up as a druid and stuff as well towards Christmas <laughs> maybe like sacrifice a pigeon in the kitchen I, I think that you should go to the extreme so they're, they're, they're yeah. giving the whole Christian thing you're flat. so just change religion I don't know become like I don't know yeah. druid we'll go druid druid <laughs> I want a miniature oh, Stonehenge replica in your bedroom. Those, um, what the circle is called with the weird shape in it? Pentagram. Pentagram. Yeah. Pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a dream catcher. I was thinking of going in Navajo. We, we could go, it. yeah. could stop putting up a few dream catchers around. <laughs> now, I want you to start like making a project on the kitchen table. Make your own miniature Stonehenge replica. <laughs> Or start building a small wicker man replica. Start sacrificing flies in the middle of it. (laughs) Start throwing a beard and growing your hair. Oh my god! If I went round to there, you think I'm Jesus? Wow! Take me, take me round, and they'll be like, "Oh my god!" You need to dress up in robes and like give him his druid initiation ceremony. Just keep every time Callan goes to the kitchen, hand him some bread and wine. Put red food colouring in the in the tap <laughs> and just like wave your hand over it. Whoops! I am here. Wow! I, wow! I love the fact we've just compared me to Christ. <laughs> I feel like we should do the podcast with mine next time. There'd be so much potential for content. Mine oh. <laughs> <laughs> might not come. Oh yeah, he's going. I have a question for the Christians. <laughs> Will you come the second time, though, guy? <laughs> Maybe third and fourth if you're lucky. <laughs> give it a few days. <laughs> give, me about, give me about half an hour. That's yeah, three days rest, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I don't get? It's the, the people who stand on the street who have the, the literature. The Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh. They get hauled into that. 
and it's part of their mission. They like have to the, go around. The worst thing is when you're walking down the street with headphones on, and they still try to stop you. It's like I can know you're there. I'm intentionally ignoring yeah. you. So this is the thing with chuggers and the... chuggers. <laughs> this is a legal thing that they have to do. They're only allowed to take three steps. So as soon as they take the third step, they have to stop bothering you. Oh, see, I've had to, I've had people that have taken way now, more than three stops. What three you need to do is count the steps while you're walking past them. See, I had this one once. I was walking down the street, and he was trying to stop me. And I was like, "Look, I've got headphones on. I'm not interested." And then he spun his folder in his hand to try and impress me and talk to me, and he dropped on the floor. And I was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm really impressed by that." <laughs> but they're like, um, they're like big cats in the Serengeti. It's kind of they're prowling around, Serengeti. waiting for the Serengeti. Is that Serengeti? Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for the waiting for the weakest of the pack to be put, to be at the end of the what's it's it? The they pounce on them, but wrapped yeah. gently, preserved in the back of the fridge. I've gone flying past one of them before on my bike. You're super talented. You like to the whole BMX slide stop, just like you know, uh, put it in their face. Yeah. Like, just put just, shades on. You mm. don't get the best of catches. What? <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> I know, I was literally going past this guy, and he, stu- he tried to wave me down to get me to stop, and I'm like, no, I'm obviously not going to stop. <laughs> um, Callum, would you describe any of the Christians in your flat as a butter fairy? <laughs> no, I wouldn't, because they're all lovely people. <laughs> they can be lovely in a butter fairy, as we learned. A butter fairy is, is an, an attractive girl who is... Who won't put out. Who won't put out, yeah. I mean, Very um, much like Amber and Kirk Taylor. <laughs> if they're, um... If they're sticking to their traditional values, I'm sure then they are indeed. Butterfairy, yes. <laughs> anyway, Guy, yes. what have you been up to this week? Uh, I got angry. Besides offending all Christians. <laughs> uh, I've been angry. All major religions now, so. <laughs> Small tales with Guy Halford. Two, two situations of angriness for me. Yes. So, uh, yesterday I was in a particularly foul mood. Uh, I was walking past somebody. They, you know, when people like are looking at something in the shop and they do this thing like where they kind of they bend over, but then they stick their ass out too far. <laughs> like literally, it's like it's like that. It's kind of like you don't need to bend over that much. For, for those listening at home, guy is sticking his buttocks out whilst bending towards me. Can we just clarify in Life's which working. in which shop they were doing this? I was passing through Sports Direct. That was okay. your problem in the first place, never going to sports. I was direct. rushing through sports direct to get to HMV. Anyway, I've got my headphones on, they're dangling by the side of me, yes. and um, this particular chap has his has his buttocks sticking out particularly far. My headphones got caught on his jacket, they ripped out the socket of my iPod, and then was dangling, and then you looked around like, and I was just sort of like, you effing idiot. Why are you sticking your ass out so far? Literally laid into abuse. He was like, watch where you're going. And I was like, no, no, watch where your ass is going. You made, t- you made two mistakes there, guy. First one, as Ryan said, Sports Direct. Never. Second Never. one, second one, it's 2017. Why haven't you got wireless headphones? Oh, sorry. Quality. problem. Audio quality is your answer to the second question. Also, dangly. You shouldn't have dangly uh, headphone cable. Just, you, you shouldn't just have dangly anything. Down, you know down the inside of the shirt or down somewhere exactly. else. You shouldn't have it dangling well, around. Do you know what? A guy shouldn't have dangly butt cheeks. Let's put it that way. You should have reached over and played them like the bongos. <laughs> and then uh, I got annoyed this morning. I was getting a train. So... Um, I got to the ticket booth, wanted to buy a ticket, and um, a couple of people were like, like, oh, the machine's not working. He's kind of like, oh, okay. Anyway, I said, can I get a train ticket? And the guy was just like, yeah, no, my computer's not working. You have to use the machine. I was just like, well, then why are you making people queue? 
to just tell them that information, just close your screen down, and he started shouting at me. And I was kind of like, no, 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 you've got an attitude problem here. I'm just giving you some solid advice. You're not going to have people coming up to you every few minutes going, can I get a ticket? If you're having a computer issue, shoot your blind out, and then everybody will just go to the machine. You're a fool. Listen to what I'm saying to you. And he started having a proper go at me. And I was like, no, I'm right and you're wrong. It's like, there's no way about it. You're a moron. Listen to what I'm saying to you. And actually, it'll make your life easier. It'll make everybody else's life easier. Does, does Larry David just follow you with a notebook? <laughs> For like the entire next series of curves. Do you know what? I was, I was fuming. It was kind of like I have helped you out in this situation, and you've decided to shout me. And also, you're shouting at me. Why are you shouting at me? You're, you're, you're. I'm the customer. You have no right to shout at me. Considering you've only ranted about two things today, it must have been a pretty good week for you guys. I know it was probably other situations. I am wondering though if guys should ever apply for a position at ACAS. I think that would be quite good. What's or, ACAS? Is that the employment thing? <laughs> is that the, no, it's <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> No, no, it's, it's the negotiation people. It's the people who negotiate for various unions and stuff. I think a could, guy could make quite a good hostage negotiator as well. Get off that wall, you stupid muppet! <laughs> oh no, it was Atos, wasn't it? The one that was. Um, ACAS is the arbitration service. Yeah. So, so guy could go like, yes, you're wrong and I'm right. Well, I was thinking like, I actually like... Like, like the wisdom of King David. <laughs> I was thinking like maybe making a career change into PR. I'd be so good at PR. Oh, Do you no. know what you'd be better at? I'd be brilliant as a PR Foreign you'd secretary. Be... Like, send Guy over to negotiate with every other country. Like, he's our yeah, representative. No, Guy needs to negotiate the Brexit. <laughs> no. no, we need £60 billion. I'm not having it. Do you no. know my, fir- my first negotiation about Brexit would be to stop using the term Brexit. I'm with you what on that you one. What would you call it? A bad decision. That's what I'd call it. A bad decision. You'd call it Britain's exit from the EU. Yes. yes. Brexit. Or why is Nigel Farage such an idiot? Do you know what? Let's have a sexit instead. <laughs> no, because that means no more sex. No, it's like sexit. Let's get it on. Sexit. We're all sexing it. No, it's sex exit. <laughs> no, it's sexit. That's what Brexit stands for. Britain exit. So no, sexit would be S exit. No, that's David Essex leaving the country, though, is an S exit. There's technically an exit with sex. (sighs) (laughs) Moving swiftly on. You can have it like sex in, sex it. Yes, moving swiftly on. I went on holiday to Jersey. (laughs) Great segue. And I scoured the charity shops looking for the finest vinyl. Oh, Ryan, I've got coffee beans in my mouth. Thank you for that. Yeah, I scoured the charity so shops for the finest vinyl that Jersey could provide. Guy, do you want to go and fetch the vinyl and uh, see what treats I'm hoping there's the some Bergerac in there. The there's no Bergerac. No Bergerac. No Bergerac. Oh, no. Not even on VHS. Though I did see, I did see a Commodore 64 with 50 games for 60 pounds, and I was really tempted. Before you say, guy, I know what that is. I think Bergerac lives in Studley, and I think I've cycled past his house. Just say it. He, he did, then he transferred to the Midsummer Police Force at some point. For the, for it's the, on the back of the door, Guy. I've got, I've got coffee, I've got beans in my mouth. <laughs> you've, got, you've got Guy, giant bottle here in front. Guy. There giant. is a. Um, right, I want some tap water. Just let me have some tap water. Giant <laughs> brand named bottle of Diet Cola yes. on the table. Three litres. Three litres? It's a family sharing pack of You can still get the three litres ones. Do you it's stand a, it up or lie it down in the fridge? Lie it down. You see. This is where giant bottles of cola are, are, are a bit of a mm. non-starter because if you lie them down, all the bubbles come out, so they yeah. go flat very quickly. Any- but if you stand them up, then they don't fit in the door. Mm. Is there anybody else disturbed with the family sharing pack on the front? <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's for one person. 
open this bag? Yes. yes. Open your bag. bag. Just it's maybe, beautiful maybe, ops, maybe, maybe, maybe pull them out one at a time. Yes. Yeah. Right. Just slide it out one. of that lovely Oxfam bag. Like a sexer. Just give it. Just give it a nice tug, guy. Oh, that's that's spoil it. Guy, guy cannot tug things off well. What on earth is this, Lee Sutton? That, is that is that Paulo Grady? No, it's it's similar <laughs> to somebody out of blue. Want to read the description on the back? Oh, As the art of female impersonation gradually gains the acceptance in public in general, many impersonators are finding success they deserved all along. And no more than this than the great artist on this album. He has a built-in talent for entertaining with Lisa. It's not just a matter of the clothes make of the man, if you know what I mean. Oh my god! Read the title of the album. Presenting Lee Sutton. Miss. That's a great pun. That is a great pun. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that that album was released 1973. Yep. Well, I would like some coffee without. Okay, some beans. so, so, so it's not it's not a musical album. It's a comedy. I did album. warn you. It yeah, was it was recorded on EMI. This is my favorite part of it. So it's going it's going to be like a comedy and, album, like the and Billy Connolly yes. kind of things. Okay. Oh, for God's sake, Ryan! It was recorded live at the Union Tavern in Camberwell. Oh, nice one. Can I have a quick look at the um, backgrounds? Do you want to tell us what this one is? Drag for camp followers. Lee Sutton and Nia Miss again. Jesus. Somebody really likes Lee Sutton. Hang on, there's a worrying there was other a thing on the back of this. I've just realised the, the compare on the previous album is Guy Saville. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there were six of these albums, but we only picked up two. But we, what I want to make clear is between 1968 and 1973, he swapped from EMI to Columbia. So this guy must have been hot property. Two of the biggest record labels in the country at that time. Yeah, but you know these record labels put out a lot of tosh. Mm. But for him, to, but it's recorded on EMI, but it's on Columbia. The thing I find weird is, is <laughs> can you pass that guy? <laughs> Keith wanted to listen to this. What? Why is the front in, co- in colour, but the back is all in black and white? Because we were cheap in the sixties and seventies. Like a majority of records look <laughs> It was when it? people didn't have enough money to print in colour on both sides. Really. Why don't you just go all black and white? Pretty much mint condition as well. I, I'm taking, I'm taking a look at this. It doesn't look like it's been played a lot. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I don't think. I do, I do like, they, I do like the fact that on the back of the record, it's giving staff in record That's for shops, Kirk, not for you. Okay. Uh, for his DJ set. File under popular miscellaneous. <laughs> do you want to explain what this record is that you're holding? Uh, the Baron Knights. Oh yeah, quality. Why is that man looking at that man's bum? <laughs> So he doesn't get his headphones stuck on him. <laughs> right, do you want to say what classics are on the sticker on the front, which is still there from uh, original release? Big hits, including Get Down Shep, <laughs> A Taste of Agro. I mean, that's him secret for me. Get Down Shep, Blue Peter. He was actually a charting single at the time. Get Down Shep. The Baron yes. Knights were pretty big news back in the day. Well, they were like yeah. a variety act. Uh, the, the concept of that sticker... Oh, it's not even a sticker. It says this sticker is removable. And there's no sticker? Oh, there's no it sticker. <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke. They're, they're, they're kind of comedy guys as well, that's the thing. Like they, 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 they turn up on variety song. shows on BBC regularly. Yes. Uh, Little White Bum is a song. Uh, Air on a G-string. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite one is Booty Nights. 
That's boozy nights, boozy right? Nights. <laughs> Sorry, you look like booty from this angle. Oh my god. I think you'll enjoy that one. What was the total cost? That was 50 pence, that one. Let's have a butchers at the Baron Knights one. Do I get to keep this Oxfam bag? No. Why's oh, so I going to carry these back? <laughs> yes. I'm taking this bloody Oxfam bag back with me. As long as it gets returned. That's for Laura. Okay, what? It's Russian. Well, it's not Russian, actually. It's Yugoslavian. Is it? And we think it's their national anthem. Or the old Yugoslav. That's a, foot, that's a future DJ set hanger. Yes. On the record label, Jogoton. <laughs> yes. Jogoton! Shall we try and pronounce what it says? International Kalala. It says Proletary S V I H Zemalja Eugenitni C and then just the initials SKJ. Seventy five P. I'm not a hero on this one. I was looking to get into a DJ set. Oh man. It's a little bit the the record's not flat, but it's plays fine. Oh, do you want bash it on, bash it on. Get that on. What on earth is this? Nunk Dimmits. Oh no. <laughs> Nunk Dimmits. Right, do you want to explain the story of why I bought you a Chaz and Dave record? Because I love Chaz and Dave, you're about to, you are about to whop it onto my headphones there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. We didn't, we didn't really think out this laying down of where the microphones are, did we? Um, why did you buy me Chaz and Dave? Because I love Chaz and Dave. What, what happened that we couldn't go to Chaz and Dave with you? I didn't get to go because my girlfriend was like, I'm not going to see Chaz and Dave with you. And I was like, why? But I, I did say probably it would involve a bloody Albron. That is a that's a dodgy record, man. That, that is that, that is, is the worst record. warped record I've ever seen in my entire life. It's very wavy. <laughs> nice, Callum. Do you know this? It sounds like Thomas Tank Engine. Two curling peanuts are we? Me and him and him and me. We'll I think I actually recognise this. Do with a load of balls and a snooker cue. And that's what we're going to have to play because we don't want a copyright strike. But there is another song on the back. Do we want to hear what it, it, it's called? Have you ever heard the B-side to Snooker Loopy? No. No. And I do like the fact that one of the, one of the singers on it is a, a member of the uh, Drum and Bays. It's got Dennis Taylor on there. Ha! <laughs> Man down. Is it Waller? Wallop. in brackets. What's the bet in brackets? Snookered. Nice. Wallop's tune. It's very, as I said, it's very, very bad. That's very, very warped, Ryan. But it still plays fine. <laughs> On that record play, yeah. <laughs> See, I can reckon, I recognise four, four of the snooker players on here. And there's another one who I have no idea who they are. Oh, wow. We've got Steve Davis, uh, Terry Griffiths, Tony Mio, <laughs> Dennis Taylor, and Willie Thorne. Now I know I don't know I don't know who Tony Mio is. No idea. I love that Chaz and Dave's record label was Rockney. <laughs> if it so, what's this one? Then this is. I'd like to teach. Oh, I'd like to teach the world to sing. <laughs> but the, sang the by... boys of St Paul's Cathedral Choir. <laughs> I thought it'd be a different version for you. But what's on the B side? It Nunk Dimmits. It's an old classical piece of music. Nunk dimmits. But it is the theme tune to Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Tinker Tailor Soldier something else, if you are uh, Mr. Malcolm Tucker. <laughs> yes. Uh, brilliant. And Herb Alpert, I, I could be, be dealing with that. A little bit of Herb Alpert. Nice. I think we did a pretty good score. You, it's, it's a peculiar score, I've got to say that. It's, it's definitely it's an eclectic mix. Well, I so, couldn't come back with just normal records. <laughs> 
there's definitely some curiosity here, but I'm definitely taking the Oxfam bag back with me to conceal the, the, the drag records. I'm curious as to see how he's going to uh, get one of those Lee Sutton records into his DJ set. Uh, you know they're going to go into his curiosity crate mix at some point. Well, I did manage to drop Bugsy Malone on a DJ set, so, you know, don't rule out the impossible. Yes. And don't forget your Internationale for Oh, of course, yeah. Which is some good communist propaganda. Oh, that would be great to play that, <laughs> Shall we have a quick sample? Yeah, but just don't rub your crotch in my face this time. We'll get Callan. Oh my god, Callan. Oh, no. This is a chest of Callan's age. Didn't you have to use a record player? This is, this is what he's been right. trained to do, though, isn't it? That goes up. Um, oh. <laughs> what goes up must come down as well, oh. Callan. And it's an old jukebox job, so he's got to get the centre disc out. Oh, right, that's out. It's now he's looking at it to right. figure out where what the MP3 song, what file song is. am I supposed to be playing? Internationale. Well, first you need to get the... You need to get the spacer out. So do you want to find the spacer on the record player? The what? <laughs> you know, this is this is Wait, the new Keith. this is the new millennial level of uh, Crystal Maze. <laughs> the Krypton Factor with oh, Kevin no. Davis. That, that, that no, looks no, all no, horribly no, wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> Get him out! Get him out! Get him out! It's the Callan Factor. So, so there's a big hole in the middle, Callan. You need to put yeah, something in that. there. So you take that. Take that. Yeah. Pop that on there. Oh, I was right. It wasn't wow. to do with that. So that goes there. Now, how, how do I... You have to turn it on. How do I turn it? We've definitely yeah. not got the crystal here. Yeah. Right. No. Oh, no. No. How high up is the arm? For listeners at home, Callan just picked the arm. No. <laughs> Callan just picked the arm up by the middle. Right, if you look at the head of the arm, there is a little lever on side. There yeah. we go. So you have to put Very it on the beginning bit of the record, which the is bit the bit that hasn't got many grooves. Yeah, yes. the bit that doesn't have many grooves. The yeah. very, very edge of the record. edge, but not right on the outside. <laughs> I did it! You have to turn it off. Wow, I actually did it! <laughs> I can now own Grand the vinyl player. I, I successfully passed the test. Right, I'll stop this now. <laughs> Sorry, Laura, for the damage of that Callan has made to your record. Oh no, you look like a little old man doing this. <laughs> the word that immediately springs to mind is flummoxed. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to see with the reel-to-reel machine. The what? Tape deck, yeah. <laughs> you've got, and you've got to actually spool the yeah. tape yourself. Yeah. I see why many people don't do this. This is a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's just life. insulting your career there, Mr. Halford. It's just so much easier, though, than, like streaming or like downloads. I, I agree, but you don't get the niceness of it. It's it nice putting something on and making it, it off play. Then? I mean, it does feel quite special. Just, all, just turning around. Yeah, there we go. I think the only thing that's special with right here is that it's, it's something else, not the record. If we ever get invited onto the Crystal Maze, <laughs> not taking Callan. <laughs> or Callan goes in first and we just leave him there. Do you, want to, do you want to buy him out? <laughs> nah, that's right. You know Louis Spence on the celebrity special of Crystal Maze, where they're like, he gets locked in. The first challenge he does, like, do you want to get him out? Nah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be crap on it as well. I'd probably throw a temper tantrum as well. <laughs> You'd have a strop during one of the games. Right, right. The cakes still wet. Ryan bought out some cakes earlier, and they were wet. They were moist cakes. Wet cakes. Oh. I think Iceland's fun is twelve iced fairy cakes made with butter. 
Butter fairy. Butter fairy taste. <laughs> That's I'm just a lovely sound. Of it. I'm alright at time. I just wonder if they're wet still. I'm perfectly fine. Do we I'm have Do we have the longest introductions on radio? Probably. We're 35 minutes in, and we've not talked about anything yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> well. I mean, we did talk about vinyls. Like that was I'm a happy about vinyls. That. <laughs> <laughs> I think like we should make like a sex it and move on to the next link. I think we should. Weird news. I want to click on your bait tonight. Weird news. I want to click on your bait tonight. You don't have to put on the clickbait. There you go, weird news. Was that to the tune of Roxanne by any chance? It took me a long time to get that. It didn't take you a long time at all. You knew that immediately. Right. Britain's got talent. <coughs> Sorry, I coughed. Every time. I can't help it, man. I have a, a naturally dry throat. Right. Usual. Obviously Three stories. Yes. Three stories. <laughs> oh. Pick one. Right, first one from the IndieChannel.com. Papa John's blames NFL anthem protests for falling pizza sales. <laughs> Seen it. Story and number two. Stunned Fimer finds flock of sheep in her home thanks to overzealous sleep dog... Can you say that again? <laughs> Stunned farmer finds flock of sheep in her house thanks to overzealous sheepdog puppy. Say that, say that five times. That's the new drink, tongue Stunned. Yeah. And one, this, this one guy will love. Under 25-year-olds banned from buying kiwis as drafter Harry Styles pelted with them at concert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Styles. Styles. Um, yeah, let's do that one. I've forgotten what the other one, the first one was. Well, so it was just stumbled well, over the one, fire. The first, first one was Papa John. Papa John, oh, Papa John lying about how his pizza sells are falling. Second one was Sheepdog. Sheep. Yeah. Got to say it again, then, Ryan. I'm going to show in a Sean Connery style action. No, that will set Keith off. Seriously. Stunned farmer finds flock of sheep in a home thanks to overzealous. Sheepdog puppy. I'm gonna try. Stunned farmer finds flock of sheep in her home thanks to overzealous sheepdog puppy. That just sounds like a film. The, <laughs> the, the sheepdogs are always bringing the sheep into the house. The Stun- sheepening. Yeah. Stunned farmer finds flock of sheep in her home thanks to overzealous sheepdog puppy. Sheepdog. What's a sheepdog puppy that you said? That's a Strictly Come Dancing remix. Which one do we want to go with first, Harry Styles? Let's go kiwi fruit. Okay. An Asda in Manchester has banned under-25s from buying kiwi fruits after Harry Styles, a pop singer who was formerly a member of One Direction, was pelted with fruit at a concert. Callan's screwed, then. If you want some fruit. Callan's in Manchester. Oh, do you want to fancy kiwi? Sod off. This is from the telegraph.co.uk, written by Helena Horton. No, it's not a made-up name. I'm just, I'm just going to... Why ban them from buying kiwi fruit? Because if, if I was banned from buying kiwi fruit, I'm just going to go, okay, sod it, I'm going straight to coconuts. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> but like, what if you're what if you're 26 and want to pelt in with a kiwi? A full-on like watermelon, full-on watermelon, yeah. <laughs> and fruit. It's like the idea of banning you from buying but kiwi fruits. <laughs> it's like so you go into the shop, you go, oh, I can't buy beet kiwi fruit, so I've got Just a choice. almond gun, oranges, apples, onions, grapefruits. If you were to tell the difference in age at his concerts, though, because you'll have, like, the 26 and over throwing kiwis, and then everyone else just throwing... Shall we, like, explain why it's kiwis in the article? 
That Does might be interesting. Yeah. Were they yeah. in New Zealand? No. A video of the singer, age 23, slipping after stepping on a kiwi at Hammersmith <laughs> Apollo <laughs> has spread around Twitter, <laughs> leading supermarket Asda to restrict the sale of the fruit. There is a joke among fans who pelt him with the fruit while he performs the song Kiwi. Do you want to see the video? Guys, in 48, yes, please. Yes, please. yes, everybody crowd round. Ugh, <laughs> oh, Twitter cookies. <laughs> he doesn't even fall over. Oh, he just has a little bit of a... That would not even get 250 quid on no. you've been framed. I thought, I thought it was going to be like that, what, that Gemma. Who I want, the, the best thing is, is that he can't now buy f- kiwi fruit. Himself. himself. <laughs> <laughs> Still two years in. too young. He just, he just has to go to Tesco's. Yes. Or Waitrose. Or, or anywhere else that sells fruit. <laughs> he joked to Nick Grimshaw on the Radio 1 Breakfast show that he was thankful he had not been hit straight on with a kiwi yet. Oh, imagine um, that. Imagine getting the bullseye like hitting Harry Styles with yes. a kiwi in the I face. I mean, come on. Come on, fans. I, I remember seeing uh, Bad... Uh, what, I can't remember the name of the band. The one that Rick Mayle and all that lot were in. That did the parody of the um, Spinal Tap. Nope. They got bottled beyond belief when they were at Donington. And as the spokesperson said, we know our fellow customers love Harry Styles, and we feel it is our duty to protect a fellow Mancunian from any bad Kiwis amongst us. I think that's supposed to be a bad apples joke that went flat on his face. We'd hate to see a repeat of the mishap this evening, so to avoid any slippery situations, we felt this was a necessary measure. After he slipped over during a concert earlier in the week at the Hammersmith Apollo, he told the crowd, you may have seen me fall earlier during this song, it appeared to be a kiwi. That was the culprit, some green seedy mush. Look, there's another. This could end up being a problem. It happened again during his tour in Manchester when he performed at the city's Apollo Stadium. Subsequently, the shop in Hull, Manchester, will ID anyone looking to buy the green fruit. Fans have been warning each other to stop this behaviour as there are worries he could be injured if he slips and falls. Don't do a song called Kiwis and sing it to teenagers. If there are any teenagers out there that would like some kiwi fruit, uh, if you slip me a fiver, I'm quite happy to go and get you a few bags from my local Tesco. Gangs of teenagers hanging out. So they should... Mind getting me some of those Do you want some kiwi fruit, kids? Do you want some kiwi fruit? You're right, mate. You're right, mate. No, no, I haven't got any cigarettes. No, no, no. Do you want some some kiwi? Do you want some kiwi fruits? I'll I'll, I'll be happily set with some nectarines painted green. Yeah. I've got some really ripe ones here. Cost you extra. Shall we go back to the tongue twister story then? Yes, please. I have have some news after this as well. Yes. Stunned farmer finds flock of sheep in her home thanks to overzealous sheepdog puppy. Keith, can you sing that? No. (laughs) By Mike Wright. This is not a fake name. Are you re- are you from... reading an, an actual real story, <laughs> and then to the side it's got other stories you might be interested in? It's Mike. It's Mike Wright. Yeah. His name is Mike Wright. Mike Wright. <laughs> Do you know what's right? He writes it's for Mike, the... <laughs> and he writes for the Telegraph. A young sheepdog let. <laughs> We're going to get into so many issues with this one. A young sheepdog lent new meaning to the phrase bringing the sheep home after he led a flog. I've only gone past the first sentence yet. Hang on, Mike's already <laughs> well wrong. Because when did you ever hear the phrase bringing the sheep home? It's quite bring... clearly bring the cows home. Yes. I've never heard anybody say bring the sheep home. A young sheepdog lent new meaning to the phrase bringing the sheep home after he led a flock straight into the Not a the new meaning, home. the only meaning. <laughs> Rosalind Edwards was working in the kitchen on Wednesday the 25th of October when she suddenly started to hear strange noises. Oh, what's that barring? <laughs> the new Stranger Things, season two. <laughs> 
Watch turn around. She was stunned to discover a border collie puppy. Rocky had probably led nine sheep into the house. Nine sheep is not a flock. Yeah, no, that's, that's not a flock. That's a group of sheep. Yeah. Hang on. Let's let. I, I, as you go further onto this story, for one, if she if she saw the dog bring the sheep in, <laughs> that quite clearly clarifies that the dog brought it in. But if she didn't see the did, did, yes. if she didn't see the dog bringing the sheep in, maybe the sheep just wandered in by themselves. <coughs> the seven-month-old sheepdog in training had taken advantage of an open gate to usher the sheep through into the Edwards home in Devon via the back door. Then we have the world's worst camera phone picture. Yeah, it's a bad picture, and also it's like two thousand and four level of camera phone. I've, I've just googled I've just googled the phrase "bringing the sheep home." And do you know what comes up? No search results. Only this blinking story 27 times. I, uh, I just want to point out with that picture is about the dog and two people, they all genuinely look like they're doing a, a dump behind the bushes. She looks like, very angry that she's been caught having a poo behind the bushes. <laughs> is the is do- there even a picture of the nine sheep in the house? Yes. Here's, here's what's happened. The kid got like, mummy, I need a poo. She's like, do you know what? I could do one as well. The dog's like, well, if you're doing it, I might as well. Is it a fact that the dog was kind of like, you know, he couldn't get his mates around, so he needed some other people to play cards with him. So he got the sheep in. <laughs> Mrs. Edwards, 40, said, I thought it was funny at the time, but there was quite a lot of wee poo and mud everywhere. It took me a little while to clean it up. My son and husband had gone out into the field and the gate was left open. Rocky got them out and led them into the house. I was in the kitchen and I heard a noise. I turned around and the sheep were just standing there. There were about nine of them. Sorry, if you can't count to nine. Scared sheep. And, and how did she fall asleep halfway and how through? how did nine of them get in the house before she even noticed? Uh, yeah, are you sure like, the sheep continually barred? Like, like, she just stood there like, dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum. Oh, that's a good song. Maybe she had headphones in or something. Maybe she's not chilling. Like, you must continue reading because there's a brilliant phrase coming up later. I think we need to watch the video first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the video photography is terrible. I mean, it's the floor. It's just so <laughs> we on the floor. Oh. I do love how the sheep look blatantly lost. Yeah, like, <laughs> hang on a minute. This, it is, looks like this isn't where lost. we were told we were going. It looks like a student party around Callan's. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have looked so much better done in landscape as well. Mates in. <laughs> please, please continue. Uh, what we do know is the flock of the Lord. He oh, was a shepherd. Oh, oh. <laughs> Keep reading. I took the children into another room and then tried to guide the sheep out. Miss Evans later posted a, posted a video of the livestock Melly in her home yeah, seven seconds, on Facebook. Seven, seven seconds. In which seven she and seconds. her husband Andrew, 41, can be heard trying to shoot the animals from their home. Eventually the flock was marched out via the porch at the front of the home, leaving a trail of muck in their wake. It's a Mrs. Edwards added, Rocky did look quite pleased with himself, but he's going to need more training. <laughs> he brought new, a whole new meaning to the phrase, bringing the sheep home. <laughs> Not a phrase! <laughs> Not a phrase! <laughs> right, shall we ignore Papa John and we go with your news story then? I've got some news. So this is going to be a new new regular feature now. Um, oh, is it the... What no. I think it is. It's time for... McFadden Watch! <laughs> so, yes. as we all seem to like have lots of news stories around EastEnders star, Phil Mitchell, a.k.a. Steve McFadden, we thought we'd keep you a regular update. I'm glad, you, I, I'm glad you rephrased who it was, because yes. I was like, who's that? Not Gates McFadden Watch. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't been on since Next Generation. <laughs> we swapped to Steve. So this one's not... It's more about an appearance from Steve where you can see him. So he's, he's, he's got it's a new story. Uh, Steve will be turning on the Christmas lights on Saturday, the 25th of November, 
in Preston. <laughs> Why Preston? <laughs> he's big up north, isn't he, really? He's, he's, he's joined by the band Union J and other stars from the musical <laughs> TV world. Stars? Other uh, stars. Yeah, the other... other, other <laughs> right, so you've got Union J, former lead singer of The Drifters, Ray Lewis, operatic sensation, Sean Ruan, and CBB star, Katie Ashworth. What's she going to be That's doing? That's padding, that is. That is. So Steve McFadden's going to turn on the like, what's surrounded by C-list celebrities. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Do you think he's going to be stood there? Do you know what? I've got replaced by the Go Compare Man. I'm in my element here. <laughs> what songs do The Drifters do now? I don't know. Well, it's only one of the drifters, isn't it? It's not even the whole band. Yeah. Just these guys want a backup stinger. I can do it. I know this one. I imagine, I imagine he's not been in the drifters for some while. Yeah. Steve McFadden. <laughs> Steve McFadden's most certainly not been in the drifters. The only thing I remember with the drifters is a chocolate bar. Which yeah. was just basically a wafer chocolate. Mm. It was a blue ribbon that had been elongated to. The uh, apparently Preston Business Improvement District. Oh, that's a hell of a job. Talk. Preston <laughs> Business Improvement District. Mark Whittle said the Christmas concert and switch on is widely regarded as a headline event in the city's calendar. We're always blown away by the number of Preston's people. Preston's a city. I thought Preston was a town. Find out if there's a cathedral there. That's what but it, I mean, they're only going to do under the boardwalk, aren't they? That's the only one. That, that's the one everybody's going to remember. <laughs> Um, we're always blown away by the number of people who come out to enjoy the uh, the event to help us officially start Christmas in Preston. I mean, that sounds like a, a, B- a BBC drama that's on on Christmas Eve. Christmas in Preston. <laughs> I apologise, Preston is a city and it's apparently the administrative centre of Lancashire. The event will be sponsored by Smooth Radio Northwest. You know what, let's try and get in there next year. McFadden's going to be there. We're the official sponsor of Steve McFadden now, clearly. We need to get there. We need Steve McFadden on the show. Well, he was in Panto last year. Nobody interviewed him. I did, but not for this show. You interviewed Steve. Oh, I was in a room with Steve. <laughs> <McFadden>. <laughs> Hang on. Hello. Yeah, for well, one of the um, relaxed performance videos we do. So we got Keith to. Was in a police we got to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was him. But it was a big show. They'd got Barrowman and um, Steve McFadden in it last Detective year. Detective so Bloomfield. Was good. Detective. And I think the Crankies were in it as well. I want the Detective Bloomfield mysteries now. Oh, with Keith Bloomfield and Steve McFadden. To be honest, <laughs> yes. I must I must defend Steve because he McFadden's he was a driver. he was a charming and lovely fella. He was he, completely the opposite of what I expected from seeing him. Was on he still a bit yellow? Or I'd like the no, he was he was normal. He, he was normal. No, no, he was he was really really affable and really really nice. Did he did he make you smile? Uh, I don't really. Uh, Record when I smile, so I have no idea. I possibly did. Did you feel like you wanted to hug him? No, I don't often feel like I want to hug many people. So, moving on from Steve, me and Ryan went out for drinks last week and kind of thought of a new feature idea that I really wanted to proceed with. So, Brummy Gourmand is is your food blogging. Yes, Ryan has a very famous follower on Brummy Gourmand. Uh, Who is that? Adam Woodyard. Okay, Ian Beale. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, Adam Woodyard is a foodie. He lives in Stratford upon Avon and he has his own food blog. Does he does really he, good? Is he really good at like making fish and chips? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me he just goes around to all the fish and chip shops. That's just to, his blog. to be honest, I'd be I'd be much more au fait with food blogs about that are about fish and chips. And not fancy fish and chips which were on some show I was watching the other week. They were trying to jazz up fish and chips. Oh no. It's like no, don't just it yes. just doesn't it has a posher blog name than mine. mine. Mine is pretty good, but his is Peregrinations with a Pesky Pescatarian. 
So if you go to adamwoodyot.com forward slash blog. no idea what any of that means. And a pescatarian is a fish only. I understand Klingon better than that. (laughs) So the idea for the feature would be for Ryan to use his many blogging events to try and encourage Ian Beale to join him at a blogging event. And what was the name that you thought for the feature on which made me break down in tears of laughter? Meals with Veal. (laughs) (laughs) But he has just launched his own new range of gin called Neat Gin, which I love the name of. Okay, so let's start this process now. Let's go on Twitter and then you send Ian an initial message here. Let's get this going. What can we say to Ian Beale? Oh, sorry, Adam Woodyat, because his name isn't actually Ian Beale, which I keep getting confused. Can you send him a message that says, uh, there's a new chip shop opening near me, and I'm not quite sure whether it's any good. Could you come along and um, give I have a new views? cafe. <laughs> I have a new cafe. Can you come and test it out? Keith, can you start an ident for meal, meal with Beale? Uh, okay, I'm going to have to think. What can... Um... I might have to work on that one. I might have to work <laughs> on that one. Can you do something to the EastEnders theme tune? If I knew what the EastEnders <laughs> theme tune was, <laughs> I would <laughs> know. With a feel, man. <laughs> Been in it since the 80s. He's looking for food. Has Ian followed me? Has he actually... No, he still follows oh, me. Oh, oh, fine. That would have been priceless if Ian Beale and <laughs> But it looks like he is playing Captain Hook in a panto somewhere. Okay. That would Where explain he? why he's dressed like it. He's at the Wyvern Theatre. That's not far away from here, is it? I imagine that's in it's Liverpool. Swindon. Swindon. It's an hour down the motorway. <laughs> okay, so... Right, let's send him a message then. So how, what do we word it, Les? I'm not writing this message live. I'll write it afterwards. Well, we need to discuss what you're going to say to him. So, you need to write it live, because then we could get... Yeah. He might respond, and then we've he got... Might, it on he, air. Might he might respond. ping up, yeah, yeah. He might, yeah, it might come up on air. Okay, so... Hi, um. Adam. <laughs> oh, my God! Ryan, you've already messaged him in the post! Oh, that oh. was the 26th of August, which was a blogging event I couldn't go to, and I forwarded it on to him, as it's in his local area. And he ignored it. Yes. So where are you going to go? Dear, dear Adam, how's Wixie? Um, <laughs> I'm not writing that. <laughs> dear Adam, I'm a massive fan of your blog. I see you're a fan of mine. Well, I'm thinking, he's cowed, what? He's I'm thinking of opening a, a market stall that sells purely kiwis. <laughs> Would you come and give me some advice? Go on, let's write this message. I'm not writing this message live. I'm not having you offend the only famous follower I have. Right, this is, right, this is a feature. If you haven't got the balls to do it this week, next week... We'll do it next week. Okay, okay. I'm going to hold off. Meal, meal with Beal will return. <laughs> but follow Neat Gin and Adam Woodyet on Twitter. That's where you can find him. Yeah, and his Adam, food blog. Adam Woodyet, that's his name. Is, yes. there a, is there a fancy spelling to Neat Gin? Is there some kind it's of... Just, like... No, it's the word Neat and the word Gin slapped together. Okay, genius. I bet that's Neat a few... I'm surprised it wasn't already things. taken, to be honest. Yeah. Ian Ginnell. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> gin and Barrow it. <laughs> Fish and Gin. Fish and Gin, that's the one. <laughs> that's why we're using the books. 
Moving along. Right. Still in all good cinemas. Thor Ragnarok. We previewed this a few weeks ago. And we've all actually had a chance to watch it for a change. Do you know? Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Not very long though, according no, to Callum. No. Anyone who's seen my Twitter knows my upset at the little amount of Benedict Cumberbatch we had in that movie. Do you have a man crush on Benedict Cumberbatch? A little bit. Do you style right. yourself on Benedict Cumberbatch? Do I what? Style yourself on him. No, but everyone tells me that I look... I've been told before that I look slightly like Are you illeg- illegitimate Benedict Cumberbatch in short? Is this what it is? Is this your father on screen and you're going, Father! <laughs> I mean, if he wants to adopt me, he can feel free to. I don't think your mum and dad would appreciate that comment. Yeah. You could appear in a Benedict. You could appear in a Benedict Cumberbatch Channel Five level documentary as him. <laughs> yeah, you can I mean, if they ever need to make a movie of his life, like yeah. what he needs I'm to there. be, he's being one of those asylum movies as a character that Benedict's played in another <laughs> film. That would work. Doctor Weird. <laughs> Doctor Odd. <laughs> anyway, going back onto our subject, Thor, Ragnarok, best Thor movie. By far, by miles. Probably the funnest Marvel movie so far. I think it peaked Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy on humour. No. I think first Guardians of the Galaxy, then maybe for the rock. I don't know. I I really like Taika with TT and his directing, so Mm. it was pretty much the perfect film for me. By the way, uh, What We Do on the Shadows is on BBC iPlayer now, so if you've not seen that film, go and watch it. It's on until the end of the month. I don't like that film. It's an amazing film. Yeah. Keith, her thoughts? Uh, it's shot into my top three Marvel films, uh, having seen it. It's uh, just it does everything it needs to do as a Marvel film at this point in Marvel films history. It's just play play with the format, play with the characters. Every actor that's in that film is completely and utterly comfortable with the characters they play. Uh, it's just great. I, I, you know, the fact that he merged several comic strip stories into one um, didn't bother me in the slightest. It just plays fantastically. Uh, Kate Blanchett's fantastic. Carl Urban's fantastic. It, it's just great. Although the one thing that I kind of wished that they'd done before, having now seen Sam Neill as Odin, slight spoilers there, uh, but if you haven't seen it yet, that's your own fault. Um, I would have loved to have seen Sam Neill being uh, being it a bit more, which would be cool. But yeah, yeah it was ace. I, th- I think that scene with all the cameos in it was one of my favourite scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Mm. Uh, you could it, you could see Anthony Hopkins was enjoying every second of his acting in that bit, <laughs> and it was a brilliant way to bring Matt Damon in. Yeah. This this actually means that Matt Damon is from Asgard. In, well, he's an Asgardian. I think yes. that's true. <laughs> but it's great. I, I just fun is the only word that I can <laughs> I can I can. <laughs> I wondering got, how long that I was going to take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's super speedy today, is that guy? <laughs> But yes, as I said, fun. And the entire ride was just fun. And I think it was a very good way to have Hulk. Because Hulk can never lead his own film. We no. proved that with the Incredible Hulk and the Hulk movies. The Hulk movies never seem to work on their own as a standalone movie. So having this like buddy movie mixing, made it much better. I think mixing those two characters works so well for the film. Because yes. I, think, I think not only Hulk, but I think Thor in some ways struggles with his own movies. But having the two of them together gives that good mix. They're, they they're essentially they're essentially t- the same character. They're they're, yeah. they're they're the dumb brutes 
of yeah. the the Marvel universe. They're the heavy hitters. They're the guys that kind of just come in and are kind of like mm. you know very very powerful characters. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I kind of look I like the way it just it held together, you know. And and Taika casts himself in the movie as a character who just steals every scene that he's in. Yeah, um, it's it's just just. Uh, you know, I laughed all the way through. It was genuinely humorous. Um, you know, looked fantastic. Played, you know, just played really well. The use of music was really good as well. I think definitely by far the funnest movie of the year for me personally. What, not Mother? <laughs> that was not a fun movie for anybody, guy. <laughs> I think what I might do is when when Mother comes out, is we should redub it in um, kind of New Zealand style accents. That'll hey, add a bit friend. of. Uh, <laughs> That'll add a bit of a humour to it. Come to steal your baby. <laughs> spoilers, Ryan. Spoilers. I mean, I've heard a few people have had have problems you with it. the house here? <laughs> because it was just so kind of yes. frivolous. And what's it? You know, people go, oh, some of the some of the kind of the more serious plot points were underplayed by the humour. But I don't. I don't agree with that. I think that actually the the some of the serious moments were actually. Much more, re- much more genuine in the fact that kind of characters were de- were deflecting stuff. And that with was my humor. biggest problem with the first two movies. Um, the first Thor movie played way too straight, and it just didn't work. Mm. I think it was probably one of the weakest ones of that first phase of Marvel movies. I, I just really couldn't get on with it, and I just it was too mm. straight laced. And then they carried that through into the Dark World and tried to make this moody noirish film story. And again, it didn't work. Thor needs that bit of ridiculous pantomime humour coming through, and that's what I really enjoyed about this. And Taika Waititi was the perfect person to direct this movie. I mean, Mel merging Ragnarok and the Planet Hulk storylines, I didn't think that was going to work no. to start off with, but I think they did a really good job of meshing those two together. Definitely. And I think the casting, again, I don't know who cast the Marvel movies, but they are the best person I've ever seen for that job. Jeff Goldblum. Perfect casting, absolutely perfect. I can't imagine anybody else playing that role. I love Jeff Goldblum. Everybody should love Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but he was just absolutely perfect. But on all the callbacks to all the previous things, I mean, there's a great scene when you first see the big green guy come in and Tom Hiddleston reacts to that, that uh, <laughs> entrance. And you just go, oh, that is so funny. It's just brilliant. you know. And it's just so subtle. And it's just like, yeah, uh, yeah I've got to leave now. And yeah. it's just, it's just amazing. It's just, it, it... and again, spoilers. The whole bit when um, Banner turns up and the Valkyrie, and then like having to go, oh, do I know you? I know. You. I feel like I should know you. <laughs> like, that whole bit really but worked quite well. Talking of Valkyrie as well, that's another stunningly brilliant character introduction to mm. to the Marvel yes. universe. She she's uh, T- Tessa Thompson, I believe. I think it it felt like that that was supposed to be Sif story in this movie, and they just slotted the Valkyrie character in. Yeah, but she's rubbish anyway. Jamie Alexander wasn't available. Um, I like how they just killed his mates off really quickly. Bloody Zachary Levi gets less screen time than the dog. <laughs> how bad is that? Oh, the dog. <laughs> he's so cute. And he was like just lying down next to her. Like, me and Laura looked at each other and we were like, <laughs> I wouldn't want that dog lying down next to me. That crushed he me to cute. death. He like, was cute. He wasn't even trained to be a nasty dog, but he was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> but you see the loss of Mjolnir. And we see Thor holding Gungnir at the end. So is this the spear? He takes Odin's spear at the end to fight Hela. And I think that was the whole bit of him saying, I am the king now. Mm. Pretty much. And he knows he has to now lead his people. Mm. But it's it's very interesting. And I think 
it was nice to see a bit of redemption with Loki's character as well. Mm. Yeah, I think redemption's possibly a strong word to use when yeah. Loki's concerned. Yeah, uh, he, he's out. He's, he's still out purely he's, for himself. He's, 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 he's own man. I don't think that's made much change to his character. No, I think Loki is still very much Loki. He hasn't gone through some big. But uh, he was still there when his brother yeah. needed him. I yeah, think I think that. I think that what plays out really nicely is the fact that they are brothers. Yeah, yeah. brothers, brothers in 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 fam- familiar terms as well. Yeah. The fact that you know when people describe Loki as being a villain. Yeah. Never kind of really rings true with me because he's not really a villain. He doesn't do things. He's an anti-hero. He yeah, he's an anti-hero. Anti-hero. He's, he's he does things because he he's out for his own gains. He's not he's not evil. He's not an evil character. He does love his brother, yeah. Yeah. and he does love Asgard as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I, I kind of I wonder how we're going to get from where we are with the, at the end of this film. And although it's alluded to slightly in one of the post-credit scenes, yeah. to uh, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. Um, so there's there's some well, stuff that's got to go on there. And I th- and as well, Marvel's been tricksy with the, their trailers yes. that they've tweaked things in the trailers that don't appear in the final film. So certain things to not give away other stuff. But we we all knew what was happening in that vault scene when he pauses and looks to his. Oh yeah, he's he's Nick the Tesseract. Yeah. completely. <laughs> that was like, oh look, there's one of them. But yeah. wasn't wasn't the two Infinity Cubes in? The vault. I don't know because half of the stuff that's in there is fake anyway. No, they so took, they took one to the Venetia That was the Asia that they yeah. took to the collector. Yes. Um, who is who is the brother of Jeff Goldblum's character? So hopefully at some point we get that would be really be nice awesome. to see that character-driven thing come through. Well, it gives gives us an opportunity at some yes. point later on for Marvel to go. Okay, let's do a contest of champions movie yeah. where we just pit all the heroes against them with the Grandmaster and the collector as the um, the, 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 the antagonists. Opposing, yeah, it'd yeah. be great. But um, Carl Urban really enjoyed him. Yeah, I think I he had. Did. I think I think he did quite well in this movie. The fact that he looked exactly well. like Walt Simonson's depiction of Scourge in the yeah. comic, and you know the scene with the two guns, which I loved. There was Des <laughs> and Troy, and when you bring them together, it's destroy. <laughs> it's like that was that was brilliant. Carl Urban was was, was magnificent in that. Yeah. Um. The my biggest bugbear was probably Idris Elba. I was Heimdall. He seemed a bit. No, the, big, the biggest Spare string farm. of out. Yeah. Let me stop you there. The biggest bugbear of the whole movie, no Cat Dennings. Hey! Nah. I, I didn't miss her. I didn't miss Natalie Portman. Wait, I missed wait, Alexander Skarsgård. I missed Natalie Portman. Yeah. I missed Cat Dennings, though. Just, cause no. She's just a funny character. Just have her for a fraction of just a second. Admit you fancy. Just admit you fancy. A little bit. I did miss the Doctor, and that was the only one I met. <laughs> what we haven't discussed is about how much I came out of the film fancying Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> Emo Kate Blanchett. Oh my god! Is it the when she has the straight hair? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> to be honest, I don't want to come across as excuse or anything like that, but she looked good <laughs> in that film. Yes. She 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 did scrub it well. Let's just, let's just say she looked like an extra from a Cure video, and I liked it. So. But again, she she played healer brilliantly, and she could tell here it was just like I was the favourite, and now I was cast aside, and now you two are here, and it's like. It was good to have that way of bringing her in because I think they would have struggled otherwise. Could have hinted her in the past, maybe though. Yeah, but, but it, I mean, it's like you know, the, the Thor, Thor's are our EastEnders of the Marvel universe. It's all about family. Yeah, it's all about you know relationships and you know people wanting to get what they think are owed to themselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly recommend it. I think you should go and see it. I mean, it's, it's you know my number two Marvel movie so far. Yeah. I was doing <laughs> one slight disappointment. No flight at the Concord cameo. I thought Brett was the voice of that man. 
No, Rocky. that was Taika Waititi himself. Yeah. He was yeah, called. Like, there's no Murray. There's no, no Murray. Murray. Murray Hugh. See, so, oh, when when they walked in with the Grandmaster and he had his two DJs, I was half expecting yeah. those to be like. Perhaps, and perhaps what they should have had is a God meeting. Let's get all the gods <laughs> together. Present. Thor, present. Odin, present. What what are you got again there for? What, what was the godiness? Yeah, we got we got we got we got to promote the next gig. Uh, so I've, I've made a poster for you. Here it is. No, you, you, you can't shop. play at night. It's too dark. No. <laughs> You've got to drop that hammer, Thor. You've got to drop that hammer. That's just not doing any good. Anything it's for really us. heavy, bro. <laughs> Stop using it as a door guard. <laughs> I, I, I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room. It's the fact that, uh, that he no longer looks like me. <laughs> we need to get Stanley to cut your hair. That's not happening. What was the point of the haircut? What was the point of it? Didn't this happen? Didn't this happen? Because Chris Hemsworth hated the hair and the wigs, I think. Mm. Well, it's it's it was it's a transitional point for that character. His um, he he is he is abused in a, in a fashion. He's kind of made to be the Grandmaster's toy. So you know he's made him wear a different costume. He's cut his hair. The, the, the Grandmaster has taken control of Thor. Yeah. So you know Thor comes in. He's one thing. So the Grandmaster is one of his way of going. Right, I'm changing you physically in order so yes. that you become my plaything. Um, so it's a physical Lord change but he looks his hair looks fantastic man it yeah. looks awesome Lord of Thunder yeah. God God of Thunder no Lord of Thunder you're not you're not God of Hammers <laughs> but I said solid four and a half out of five for me that's alright yeah see I went, I, I went I think I went five on it four five stars yeah it's, it's second now only to um, uh, Winter Soldier for me in the Marvel universe Top Trumps woo we're about to play a game of Top Trumps. Woo! Breaking Bad. Come on, these are comedy farts out there. These are possibly the worst backed Top Trumps I've seen for a while. It's just a terribly drawn picture of Heisenberg. I know it's from the show, but still, they could have done so much more with this. Do you know what I hate? People who go to festivals dressed as Heisenberg. What's the point? <laughs> because it's a cheap costume. All oh, you need Joy, is a goatee beard or a moustache. Right. Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I've got done on this pack, Rory. <laughs> I've got a great card. Keith starts off. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go with the the only character I know, uh, and possibly because it might be the only thing that I can win. Uh, Saul Goodman. Some people are immune to good advice. It says. Uh, Attorney at law. Oh, do they have little things on them? Okay, he's just got a thing. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with his influence, and he has a score here of 43. Wow, that's that's a big influence. Okay, Cal- Callum. Yeah, I'm going to go. I I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Don Eladio Vuente. He's one of the um, uh, cartel from. Is neither one who gets like. Killed off with the, yeah, the dodgy pool. whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, well, I think he was... Yeah, he is the leader of those guys. Yeah. Um, and he has an influence of 45, and it mm. says, there's no place for emotion in this. Cool. Go uh, I have a card. I've got a guy called Skinny Pete. He's obviously the heroin added junkie. He, <laughs> he, was, he was Jesse's best friend. No, yeah. that was Badger. Wait, which one was Skinny Pete? It was Badger oh, yeah, and Skinny yeah, yeah, Pete yeah. were his two best Pete, friends. Yeah. So his influence is eight, so he, yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying anybody has it. He only has influence on heroin. Yes. 
I have Wiktel. Who? I don't even remember him. I don't remember who that is. He looks no. like Goma Pyle. From, uh, as, as I've only ever watched about five episodes of Breaking Bad, I have no idea. It says here, the steps never change and I know every step. Victor might not hold a degree, but he studied carefully each and watch, watching it. Oh, he was Walt's lab assistant, the first one. The box cutter. This is the one who oh, get, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one who gets Stanley'd. <laughs> Stanley knife. Yeah. He was rubbish Spoiler anyway. That. And he's only got an influence of eight. Oh. So I win that one. Yep, next category, come on. Okay. Uh, I've got probably some of the most annoying characters. Gretchen and Elliot Schwartz. 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 Oh, yeah, Grey matter. Yes. Are they t- the lesbian, um, lesbian girlfriend or wife from Friends? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the weird looking guy from Suits. Yes. Nice. He yeah. played Lewis's like arch enemy in suits. I feel so sorry for you, Walt. Family values ninety four. Very family focused people. Jeez. Keith. <laughs> uh Huel Babino. He's a private security extortionist for Saul. He's got a fairly large head. He just, do you remember at the end of the series they just left him sat in a room and that is how he's always sat in a room for eternity. The, the picture of him on this card is him sat in a room. <laughs> <laughs> he's got family values of uh, 24 which means nothing to me. Go on. Uh, I have to burn a card, but I'm so glad I got this card because it actually is the funniest moment in the history of Breaking Bad. I've got Ted Benneke. Do you remember when he ran across <laughs> when the room? When he knocked himself out. He smacked his head on the side of the unit. And then, thought, so, and then thought Skyler had like, abused him. Yeah, it's the most bizarre <laughs> fall I've ever seen in the history of TV. So thanks, Ted Benneke. <laughs> Family values 44. 44 for a guy who cheats on his wife. <laughs> yeah, that, that's weird family values. Talking of weird family values, I have Mr. Head of the Nazis himself, Jack Welker. Okay. Todd's uncle. Oh, yeah. Yes. From his scary remarks to his tattoos, everything is pretty evil about Uncle Jack. He and his gang survive on petty crime until they seem to strike the jackpot with Walt's business. But nothing comes easy in Alpaca. 70. How does he have 70? (laughs) It's still not a winning score, but 70. No way. Guy, you can pick the last category. Uh, <laughs> Please pick the one that most symbolises yourself. I've got, I've, got, I've got the Pinkman himself, Jesse Pinkman. Uh, I'm going for Temper. 48, he's a, he's a fiery man. <sighs> Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I have two bald-headed dudes. Uh, can you, do you know who they are? <laughs> Phil and Grant? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Mexican version Grant. of Phil yeah. and Grant. <laughs> Yeah, they're the uh, the twins, yeah, the, the twins. Salamanca twins. Yes, yeah. yeah, and there's some copy about them which I can't be bothered to read. Uh, they've got a temper rating of forty nine. You have a laugh Ooh. worse than Jesse. Oh, wow. Callum. I have a problem with this. Okay, I have crazy eight. Okay, oh, first series was that? Yeah, like proper. Crazy out, literally, it's in his name. Crazy, that's, that's a bad writing, nerdy. Yeah. Crazy eight. You're like, what's, what are we gonna call it? Manic character, yeah, crazy it's, eight. It's, it's, it's spelled with a K, though. <laughs> so, crazy, cra- crazy with a K is fun. Crazy, didn't he have an eight ball tattoo as well? If I remember, yeah, he did. Of course, um, he did, Brian. Like, he, he was insane, okay. Yeah. And temper 42. 
Right. You're I, supposed to believe he's less. I think I have the most Jesse. chill guy in the entire Breaking Bad universe. Anybody want to guess? Oh, uh, it's not. It's not a Bill Burr's character, is it? No. It is Gail Bettiger, i.e., Doug from Flight of the Concords. Oh, he's rubbish. He is. Yes. <laughs> Gail is a nerdy assistant hired by Gus to help Walt at the lab. Temper six. <laughs> what a cool dude. Yes, he was very chill. So that's a point each for all of you and I. I mean, he wasn't in his last thing. Now, shall we go through what's the rest of the cards and yes. see if we can remember who they are? Uh, Todd Alquist. Meth yeah. Damon. Meth Damon, yep. <laughs> Heisenberg. Oh, oh, who that is? is. <laughs> Walter White. The he doesn't need two cards. Have two cards. Wait, what's the difference between them? He's got, one's got a hat on and one hasn't. Yeah, Heisenberg is apparently the top trump. Brains are 20. Family values of 85. Inf- oh, Heisenberg? <laughs> yes. Influence 48, temper 25, bad 30. Whereas Walter White only has a bad rating of 7. How, how is he a temper of 20? He lost right. it so often. Wendy, do you remember Wendy? Uh, isn't that the next door neighbour? No, she's the one in the motel car park doing favours. Oh, yes, yes. With the bad that teeth. One, that one, yep. Yeah. Gustavo Fring. Yeah. Half a face. Skylar White. <laughs> Two face. I hate Skylar. She oh. was the worst character in the whole Let's put it out there. Let's just be blunt. Skylar was a bitch. She was horrible. She was yes. so unsupportive of him. Andrea Cantillo. No idea. No. Jesse's girlfriend in the final series. He had a girlfriend in the final series? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah the one he? with the boy. She had the son. Oh, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Tuco Salamanca. Tight, yeah. tight, tight. <laughs> Do you remember Tuco? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Lydia Rodart Quayle. Laura Fraser. Yes. From Virtual Sexuality, <laughs> British film from 1998. Wait, what? The one who was supplying the stuff at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marie Schrader. Yeah. Walt Jr. Yeah. No, 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 no. Flynn. <laughs> call me Flynn. <laughs> do, and his quote is, not even call me Flynn, it's, do I look like a skater? <laughs> what? Oh, no. <laughs> when did he say that? Brandon Badger Mayhew. Call me Flynn. Do you want to guess what his quote is? Drugs. I want to be a knight. <laughs> Stephen Gomez. Oh, okay. That's um, the cop. Yes. Oh, yes. I hated it when Gomez Hank was Trump, Hank's partner. Jane Margulies. Jessica Jones. Yes. Oh, yeah. Or the B in 23, as Phil would call it. Yeah. This man has such an impact on the series, but he's only in one episode, if I remember correctly. Bogdan Walnitz. Wait, show me the picture. He was the car wash owner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is that a geezer <laughs> no, from The Sopranos? Like, he was in a good few number of episodes. F, F you. F you, Bogdan. F you. He was in a lot in the yes. first series. And then Mike. He was in, like, at least um, two or three later on. Um, yes. Mm. And Hector Tio Salamanca. Mm. Family values of 94. Aww. <laughs> and the best card. Good old Hank Schrader. The man with his minerals. Didn't Hank Schrader find out about Walt when he was on the John? Yes. Yes. When he was reading the book. That was the stupidest plot point of that whole show. That was the end of season four, if I remember correctly. No, it was was halfway through season five. As people who have quite obviously seen this show, what do you think of the categories that they've picked for this set of cards? Rubbish. Terrible. Those categories always crap on Top Trumps. We know that for a fact. (laughs) And like the quotes, never are, not. the quotes aren't even like the legit quotes they used. What was Jesse's? 
Yes. Do you remember? I love it. Stephen Gomez has a bad rating of one, but Hank has a bad rating of nine. How does that work? I mean, he didn't He's rat a... Walt out right away, so I suppose there's that. Well, that's but... because he was about to die. What do. was that? I don't know. That was a big pop. I thought that, that sounded... I thought that was the, um, co- was the, co- the cola the, bottle. The, the roller cola bottle. The diet cola bottle. Someone's someone shooting at us. Someone's shooting at us. Breaking bad, that's what it is. It's the owners of Top Trumps. Uncle Hector's after us. <laughs> Quick, let's run. Breaking Birmingham. <laughs> 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 that's not okay, here we go. Mistletoe and wine, Christmas specials, it's time to roll out the stuff you haven't seen in a while. (laughs) 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 Right, thank you to Sir Cliff for joining us there for that uh, idea. So, it's that time of the year where TV is either great or awful. It's coming up soon, it's Christmas TV specials. So I thought I'd call out some of the TV specials. First one. Call them out. Yes. <laughs> of course, Doctor Who, Christmas Day. Mm. We've got the first Doctor back. Well, not the, not the first Doctor back. Well, <laughs> it would have been a bit musty if they'd ranked him up. <laughs> but we're having the first and the twelfth yes. timeline crossover and the introduction of 13. Yep. Are we looking forward to this? I'd say this is probably the biggest Christmas hesitant, special since the Titanic episode, I'd say. bit hesitant. It could either be really good or it could fall on its face. I'm hoping it's really good. I mean, I personally really like Twelfth Doctor. I know that some people have their problems with him. I think everybody was just expecting Malcolm Tucker in space and that was the issue. I think he got screwed over quite a bit by the writing. But I think... He did well with what he was given. He's, he's um, great in the role. It's just yeah. Is this Moffat's last one? Yes, it is. Yes, I think so. It's his swan song. Yes. So we know it's or going to be say absolute nonsense. Yes. It'll be forty-five thousand different storylines that it's, tie us up in knots so, with no resolution so, whatsoever. Oh. I don't mind. I mean, as long as it's not as bad as last year's Sherlock. Um, oh, which God, was, was just such kind of a like, disappointment. Um, is he still doing Sherlock or is he leaving Sherlock as well? No, no they're, still, they're still reeling out that cash cow. Yeah. I thought that was it. I thought that was done. Nah, they'll do another one at some point when they can do it. I mean, it's nice, Doctor Who. It, it's, you know, I, I, I just need a good swan song for Capaldi's Doctor. Yeah. Um, he just never know. got the chance, really, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not so, I'm not so sure on the I rumour mean, that I've heard that Clara's going to make an appearance. Oh. Um, well, you know River Song's going to make an appearance because it's Moffat. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I, you know, going to bring Moffat back... would just let old characters go because he's done... He does... Yeah. He feel like he does this so much with just bringing back the old characters that just don't need to come back. I kind of like the way... Um, the other geezer. Tall guy. Did uh, cucumbers and stuff. Phil, Philip Davis. Philip T. Davis? What? Russell, Russell, Russell T. Davis. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Think about Russell T. Davis, who was the first showrunner. He was yeah. Eccleston and Tennant. And, Tennant. and I, I liked when Tennant got to leave. Yes. And they did that big kind of like couple of episodes, the end of time episodes. And, and he went back to, to like see his old companions in their new kind of what they were doing. And he, and he wasn't ready to go because, I mean, like a lot of the audience, you know, we didn't want to see Tennant leave that role because it was a stunning couple of years. I did. Um, well, get out. You're wrong there. But um, I'd like Capaldi to get that kind of really big uh, swan song thing. It's, it's a little disappointing that they're pairing him up with the Doctor for this last episode, so he isn't the 
the main focus of it because everybody's going to be focusing on on Bradley being back as um, William Hartnell. Um, yes. I thought you meant Bradley Walsh. Then. <laughs> like, he's not confirmed for that bit episode just yet. But, um, I, yeah, just, just, just be, just be good. Just be Doctor Who. Just be kind of like you know. I want, I'm going to watch it. I'm I just want gonna. a monster of the week story. I don't want something overblown and full of plot and ridiculous. It's Christmas dinner watching. You don't want to be thinking your head off. You've just eaten a giant turkey dinner. The, the you just only, want the one something. Thing I don't want. I don't want Daleks. I'm fed up of like last it's, Doctor stories that have the Daleks. It'll be Cybermen. I don't know, because we had them... We literally they've been, just they've had been them in quite episode. a few, yeah. I think it's I've, tricky for people who don't know the history of Doctor Who taking us back to the last episode of Hartnell's series and tying hmm. it up to kind of like Doctor Who. I mean, it would be it way. would be poetic if it was the Cybermen, considering that was how Hartnell left the show. So it would be sort of poetic to have them in it, but then we did just have them for the season finale, so it's kind of like... But that would then make a logical... Progression, I suppose. I don't know. Well, uh, there's a whole kind of World War One thing as well in there that the with um, Mark yeah. Gatiss's character. Because I don't really know what's happening with this. We've not had any say, isn't it Time's been frozen and there's stuck yeah. in like a loop or something. Because um, we haven't really had a, we haven't really had a trailer or anything for this no. one. Well, we the trailer was of... just very, very. Here's both the Doctors. Here's yeah. two. Here's I mean, two I Tardis, and here's like, a. Trench. I kind of like that though. Going into it, not really knowing what we're going to get out of it. Um, and I feel like this is one of those episodes that's going to be better for it. Um, right. Hang on a minute. The we have something important with it, though. What? Jodie Whittaker. Well, it's going it's to be, the last gonna be so seconds. fleeting, yeah. really. It's always the last 30 seconds. She'll have one the... line and that'll be it. Yeah. I mean, I wonder whether they'll actually do a kind of thing where they'll go, still not ginger, but finally, at last... You know, there'll be some kind of throwaway line that refers to the fact that she's um, mm-hmm. taking over from that role. But I hope she gets a good costume as well. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to dress up too kind of <laughs> hoodie and overtly feminine yeah. in, a, in a sense. I kind well, of like if she they needs keep to be it from the reveal, which is her in a hoodie and what was it, a hoodie and a jacket. I like the yeah, way she was dressed in the yeah. in the in the reveal. Yeah. I heard rumours it's a bit of a Sergeant Pepper's vibe. Mm, are we thinking? Really? I like that. Thinking military frock coat style. Yeah. What do you mean Coldplay? <laughs> Coldplay cold cosplay. Live in La Vida Tardis. <laughs> That'd be ace. They could have a special episode where they might meet Coldplay. There could be a celebrity episode where she solves the crime of the Coldplay. Well, when time is paused due to the bad music. That they play. <laughs> <laughs> They're the antagonist of the episode Coldplay. Yes. Right. Well, are we going to get a new TARDIS as well? So I'm, I'm a bit concerned that we're going to have a big TARDIS explosion in this as well. Yeah. well we've got two TARDISes meeting in time. So that's Kaboom. Quantum if you If you follow the theory of like the explosions are supposed to get bigger as he goes through his regeneration cycle... What I'd like to see, I'm just thinking, I'm just, I'm just kind of fan, fan baiting here, it would be nice in the last few minutes of this one that we get to see Eccleston, Tennant, uh, well, maybe even Paul, Paul McGann... Yeah, get get to see all of the previous incarnations of the Doctor yeah. that, that we've had in this season. That would be a spectacular unless moment. They, unless they edit him, in, unless they editing old footage, you won't get Christopher Eccleston back. No. no. Well, so. moving on to another Christmas special, and it's a bit of a one to bring back after such a long time. League of Gentlemen, yeah. three Christmas specials. As long as it's not as rubbish as series three, then I'll go. Or the film. 
Oh, God, you know what? They should have killed it off after Series 2. Series 3 was absolutely appalling. Series 3 was them trying to completely change the format of the show, and it just did not work in any way, shape, or form. Like, a lot of fans probably enjoyed it just because it was League of Gentlemen, but having that on a weekly basis at that time, because you can't binge-watch that series, and mm. I think it, it's one of those series, if you watched it again now... As a binge watch, it would make a lot more sense because the stories just overlap with each other. See, I'm I'm at the other end of the scale with League of Gentlemen. I absolutely hated the first season and thought it was tosh of the highest order. And then seasons two and three, I thought, was much better. And well, sen- with sen- the, with since the special then, meat gone, storyline in series well, two. I mean, I've gone on to like their work, so kind of Psychoville and Inside Number Nine and all that kind of stuff yeah. they've done since. Well, but Mark that whole Gattis kind of like being showrun in Sherlock. For the last yeah, couple of but seasons. that whole first season of like, let's try and create catchphrases kind of stuff. It was like, you know, I wasn't. I, I just thought it was terrible. The whole kind of thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. Right. What's the premise on this? Is it going back to Royston Vasey or what? Are no, we doing? nothing is confirmed. It says three episodes, not all released. Yeah, just do some. I'd be good if they just did something that was completely unrelated to the previous seasons. Because if we've had the apocalypse, uh, just do a League of Gentlemen show that's got nothing to do with the previous, apart from the name. All right, I'm going to come across some of the terrible Christmas specials we're going to have as well. That's a good so, BBC One Bargain Hunt Christmas Special. No, nope. that'd be amazing. Call the Midwife Christmas special. No, no. Christmas Day, isn't it? EastEnders Christmas special. No, you'll be tuning for that one. Who will explode? Father Brown Christmas special. Well, that'll be like two pm on us. Oh, we that you know, We'll give a damn about it. French and Saunders Christmas special. Oh, no. Grandpa's Great Escape. Don't even know what that Who's is. Who's Grandpa? I don't know. Len Goodman's Partners in Rhyme Christmas special. Yes. <laughs> yes. Still open all hours on a probable uh, Christmas special. That'd be alright. Harry Boyker's Cracking Christmas. No. Tim Vine's Travels in Time. New Doctor. No. Uh, Charlie Brooker's 2017 Wipe, which is a yes. highlight of the yes. year for me. Always a highlight of the year. Nigella at my table Christmas special. Uh, one for in a bank, bank of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, Ernie and me. Ugh, John, why do we always have to roll more than wise out at Christmas? Yeah. I hate it. CBBC are having Sam and Mark's Big Friday Wind Up Christmas special. Yes. Oh, I don't know if we tune in for that one. Uh, ITV are bringing us Al Murray's Make Christmas Great Again. What? No. Cannonball Christmas special. There's what? a Feather Christmas special. Yes. Cannon and Ball. <coughs> the Chase Ball. Celebrity Christmas special. Uh, That's one Bradley Walsh no. saw yes. for Companion, maybe? ITV2 are doing a Celebrity Juice Christmas special. Standard. Yeah. Channel 4 are doing 8 out of 10 cats. <laughs> what? 8 out of 10 cats does Countdown Christmas special. I'm coming to that standard. one going. Child Genius versus Celebrities Christmas special. <laughs> Old People's Home for Four Year Olds at Christmas. Scousers in a manger. Which <laughs> <laughs> the working that title. That's brilliant. That sounds quality trash. Quality trash TV there. And of course, it'll be the Great British Bake Off Christmas special. And Channel 5, pulling the big stops out here, we have the Gadget Show Christmas special. Standard. Harrogate at Christmas. It's Harrogate. <laughs> and it's a, a blind man. date Christmas special. Let's all get in our time machines and go back to 1994. <laughs> Oh, and Dave's doing two episodes of Taskmaster, which is a really good show. <laughs> so we haven't started the link yet, because Ryan's waiting for me to eat some crisps. You're eating hula hoops in the most noisiest fashion known to man. <laughs> I'm done. Crack on. Keith, where can we find you online? Actually, no. Let's start again. Callan. Is young. Is very young. Keith, sing an idol. Callan is younger than South Park, which we've found out today. Keith, I don't.
Probably not by that much. Uh, we're so su- <laughs> we're so surprised that Carolyn is so very no. That's rubbish. I can't remember. Hit me with something from the nineties. Come on, something from the nineties. I don't yeah, know. so 90s. young now. <laughs> Carolyn is young. He's young. <laughs> young at heart. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's a, that's a good one, guy. Go for that. Yeah. I want that as my like. Um, my, uh, All right, here we go. He's too young, young. Hush, hush. He's too young. He's too young. Hush, hush. He's too young. <laughs> I think I preferred so, Ryan's. So, guy is searching the internet for nostalgic things from all our collective childhoods. And we're going to actually ask Callan if he understands what these are. You found one yet? Uh, I'm going to go first with... It says, um, it says Tazos, but Pogs. Do you remember Pogs? Pogs? I've heard of them. What do you think a Pog is? Is it? I'm guessing it's some sort of toy. Um, <laughs> maybe something like... Don't like look like Vinci ain't got the answers. <laughs> aren't, aren't they like a collectible thing, Pogs? Like little figurines, like little um, little tiny like right. two, two if, centimetre figurines. If I had to explain, you played a game with Pogs, what game do you think that game would be? Uh, do you like, you like flick them to try and knock over the other Pogs? Oh, going back into my collective child... Um, Pogs were little two-inch plastic discs, which you stacked up, and then you had something called a slammer, yeah. which was a big, heavy, multi-big pog, and you threw the slammer onto the stack of pogs, and the ones that turned over you kept. Okay. It was basically like tiddlywinks, but in the stacks for kids. And they all had okay. to something. They look like that. Oh, okay. That's a pog. Weird-looking thing. Yes. And then, like, you... you, you... Try and knock them over, and then you got the ones, the pictures that stayed yeah, up that you'd keep. So them. when were they, when were they a thing? Nineteen ninety four. Nineties. And you played with them for fun. They had a bit yeah. of a resurgence of recently. Yeah, you played them in school at lunch breaks. You had nothing better to play than that. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> or you could play Wallies. Should not play with Conkers. Wait, that's that's older than Pogs. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, no, but at least that's more fun. Okay, I've got another one for him. Yep. So this is an oh, everybody's a, best friend. Yeah. So this is um a, a paperclip vise. Where would you have found this this paperclip vise? Oh, advice? I know that. I know that. Um, if you got if you got his name, I'll be more impressed. I can't remember the name, but it was on some Microsoft app. Um, I can't remember which one. Was it Word? Something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember that still being a thing at my on the computer at my school, and he was the most annoying person. Who would ever go away? His name was actually officially Microsoft Office Clip It, where everybody called him Clippy. Oh, oh that's right. Have you ever me. seen one of these? <laughs> Wait, I need to come in a bit closer. I can't actually see it from here. Um, no, I haven't seen one of those. Now spell button. <laughs> oh, it's one of those things where you have Speak to type and spell. how you think it's It had spelled. the most robotic voice ever, and it said a word, and you had to type the word on the world's worst keyboard. Now spell bottom. <laughs> <laughs> E.T. used it to get home. Yes. That's how cool it was. Okay, I've got another one, but I can't find a picture of it, but have you ever heard of Logo? A Logo was in, like... 
Um, what represents your brand? No. Logo was a piece of software kids would use in school, which had a little turtle, and you'd have to type in coordinates. Oh, yes, I know this, yes. And it would get them to understand how to move the turtle around by understanding basic coding. Yeah. Yeah. He knows Logo. That was still a thing of when I was at school. <laughs> Keith, you've got one for him? I've never, I've never heard of Logo. I'm just wondering if he knows who this character is. <laughs> I do not have a clue well, what that is. That is a picture of the Right Honourable Michael Gove, MP. <laughs> No, it's not. It's Pop. He was a favourite of our childhood. He was a character who... Um, how did he talk? He spit on a window. Spit on the screen. He was, he, was a, he was a classic uh, Channel 4 Sunday afternoon um, hangover cure for students. What is this? Oh, I've seen them. I can't remember what they're called. Keith? They're like more uh, complicated Lego connects, weren't they? They were connects. It was basically like Lego, but not. So yeah. it was construction stuff, which was in between Meccano and Lego. Mm. I've got one final one. Oh, I've got, I've got another one. It's okay. a noise one. So I'm going to see if Callum knows what this sound is. Come on, make a sound. Anticlimax here, Keish. Come on. Oh, come on, man. Doing a brilliant job, Keith. Shh. Dial up, dial up. Ah, you got it. Okay. What speed did dial up run at? I don't know. <laughs> okay, one final one. Everyone knew the sound dial up made. What What was the name of this famous Classic game? Classic game. Mousetrap, isn't it? No. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. I know this one. I don't know this one. I think I had this as well. So you had a ball and you had to get it across a maze? Yes. So it's called Screwball Scramble. <laughs> I used to hate that game I loved so it. much. I loved it. I it used to so frustrate much. me so much. Mm. I wish I could find it. I, I might go and buy one after this. <laughs> I'll be raiding the charity shop. I'd love shops. to play that again. You well, should. Much, so much, so much it is on Argus. It's, it's nowhere near as good as. Um, That's all you ever heard when people play that game. It's a race to make a face when you play Mr. Pop. Mr. Pop? What's Mr. Pop? I mean, I don't you even know Mr. Pop? It's a race to make a face when you play Mr. Pop. I remember Pop at Pirate, where you like shoved the swords in the barrel on the pirate. Uh, Mr. Pop was a, a, a head you pushed down into its unit, and then you had to make a face up <laughs> before it would pop up <laughs> and throw all the pieces. <laughs> you, look, <laughs> you look so innocent when you're saying that, King. <laughs> Yeah, is the advertisement for it? It's a place to make a face when you play Mr. Pop. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Take a card and wrong. set the clock. Now find the face you want to make. Find the nose. In it goes. And the hair, it's in there. If you do it, make it stop. If you're fast, you beat the clock. But beware, should you stop, Mr. Pop goes. Mr. Pop, the fun action game from Crown and Andrews. Do you, re- do you reckon Mr. Pop's been investigated for you, Dre? <laughs> yeah. That was the, one of the very earliest versions of it as well, because then he had the advertising campaign when it was a, a race to make a face when you play Mr. Pop. Awesome. Oh, Scribble Scramble now is now called Crazy Ball. Crazy Ball. Crazy Ball, yeah. Why'd you rename that? 
That's Maybe really Screwball can't be. Oh, hang on. Drink related. There's a couple of names. There's actually a couple of names on this one box. Screwball, Scramble, Tricky Ball. <laughs> tricky Ball. Perhaps oh, they're just non-brand ball. versions. Tricky they're like yeah, smart they're, price they're versions of it. P and M version. <laughs> okay. So, so um, where can we find everybody? Keith, you go first. You can find me online, Twitter at hardluck underscore hotel pretty much everywhere else without the underscore go check out my Instagram because I'm having a random November hello you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danes Radio that's D-A-Y-N-E-S I think underscore radio no um, your social media definitely follow me on Twitter <laughs> definitely follow me on Twitter though because I'm trying to get for, into Twitter a lot more for a millennial you're sucking on social media at the minute you I'm took sorry. a hell of a selfie at the radio awards the other day it was on par I feel like this selfie this was you put... I feel like that's an insult you take your pictures of his shoes next <laughs> <laughs> oh no sorry at Dane's radio all one word no underscore um, I have me on Snapchat as well Wherever my Snapchat is. Only if you do little faces on the like video things. There is a new do. Snapchat filter. It's a dancing seagull with arms. Oh, it's not start. It's, it's yeah, not cyborg, is it? Add me on Snapchat. K Danes one. Number one. K Danes one. Send him. Send him all your. <laughs> Please do not. I will screenshot them all, and we will have a session. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's 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 a great new feature. There. What's Callan been sent this week? <laughs> it's time for our new segment, Tricky Dickies. <laughs> Length of love with Callan Danes. I'll give it a seven <laughs> inches. Guy, where can we find you? Uh, guy underscore half on Twitter. Vinyl Guy H Instagram and I have a show, a new show. Mm-hmm. I have a side project show called Curiosity Crate. If you just type that into Mixcloud, you just get an hour and twenty mix of all random bizarre music that I listen to. So if you just want to hear an hour and twenty minutes of just nonsense and weird stuff, then listen to that show. And don't forget we can hear you on Captain Cook's Vinyl Frontier. You can Every yes. Friday. You can probably be in a prat. No change from normal then. Standard. <laughs> You can find me at Ryan Parrish, at Brummigormon for the food blog. Guy, oh. you're not coming up with anything you this can, week. You can find Ryan sliding across the floor, smacking his head on the floor like Ted Benneke. <laughs> and you can find us all at Geeky Rummy on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Oh, you can find Facebook. Ryan Parrish throwing a kiwi at Harry Styles. <laughs> yes, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Wherever Phil usually says, don't forget you can find Phil Ellis at Phil underscore Ellis, George at Caramel Latte Kiss 1L on Twitter, and Dave at DWIT3187. That's pretty much it for us this week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash brumradio.